Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman podcast. And this week, Jacob, Jeff, and I talk about hunting on a budget. So I know I am always trying to find, not find, but I'm always trying to tweak and tune my system, replace pieces of gear, add pieces of gear to make my life better in the hunting woods, make myself more comfortable, and that all costs money. So how do you do that on a budget? How do you not spend your entire savings? How do you not cash out your 401k, that sort of thing? How do you do this without breaking the bank? As well as we wanted this to be a resource for new hunters, somebody that's looking to get into hunting. We don't want money to be a, a, a hurdle, a roadblock for them. So how do you get into hunting for as little money as possible, doing it cheap while still being comfortable and being able to get out into the woods. So that's what we talk about today. Hopefully you guys get some some tidbits out of this, some ideas maybe on, on how you can afford a new piece of gear or how you can get into hunting without needing thousands and thousands of dollars. And hopefully it's helpful. So before we get into that, I want to talk about Monster Whitetail Grub. They are the sponsor of this podcast, and we appreciate them being the sponsor because it helps us continue to do this. If you want to support Monster Whitetail Grub, there'll be a link in the show notes where you can check out some of their product. They have mineral, they have high-protein feed, and they have flavored corn. So tons of options for the deer. Right now is a good time to be getting your mineral out and getting pictures of your bucks in velvet. I always like watching and seeing those pictures, watching the antlers grow. So great time to be having that product out. So if you're interested in that and you're interested in supporting Monster Whitetail Grub, who supports us, Check them out. There'll be a link in the show notes to their Facebook page and reach out to them and tell them Ohio Huntsman sent you. And now let's get into the call with Jacob, Jeff, and I. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right, so today's topic is getting into hunting on a budget. Because now is the time of year where if you're already a hunter, you're thinking about upgrades, new equipment for next season. And if you're not a hunter, now should probably be the time that you're sort of getting your ducks in line, getting your, getting your ducks in line. Is that getting your ducks in order? Ducks uh, in a row. Yeah, I think it's a ducks row. Ducks in a row. There we go. For the upcoming season, getting your gear kind of figured out and uh, getting ready for the upcoming season. So we thought it would be a good time to talk about getting into hunting or, or if you're already into hunting, buying hunting equipment on a budget because we don't want money to be a prohibiting factor for people not getting into hunting. So we figured we'd talk about ways for people to do this without spending thousands and thousands of dollars. So you guys got a couple ideas. I got a couple ideas. And I guess we're just going to kind of go around and talk about it. So... One thing that I guess I'll start with is uh, if you guys listen to our 
wife's episode, you know, my wife is a financial coach. And so she helps people with budgeting and their personal finances and things like that. So one thing you can do right now or all year round is put a chunk of money aside for hunting every month. That way you don't get to hunting season and you need to buy a bunch of stuff and you're trying to come up with money to do it. Put a chunk of money aside all year round and then when it comes time to buy ammo, new clothes, new boots, uh, you know, a new bow or whatever, you've got a chunk of money set aside to do that. Do you guys do that? Do you set money aside all year or just me? I don't really necessarily set it aside in like a piggy bank. I just don't spend a lot of money on anything else. Like that works. I spend most of my, you know, I don't know what you want to call it. Spending money is just kind of set aside for, yeah, yeah, for hunting expenses. Yeah, I don't necessarily have a line item on the budget to save for hunting, but it's a known ballpark figure, we'll say, every year what hunting costs. Um, If there's a big item I'm trying to purchase and I save up for it or I purposefully, you know, channel some money towards that item for a couple months or a year, depending on how big the item is. You know, if it's a brand new bow, oh, that's a big dollar, big ticket item. You know, if it's a new t-shirt or something, you know, it's not necessarily as big of an issue, but um, it, there's more just a dollar amount that is kind of understood between my wife and I that like, this is going to be coming out of the account come hunting season because and that includes tags and licenses and you know so there's no question about that either but um i don't necessarily like every paycheck set twenty dollars aside but um i mean there's a dollar amount that my wife is comfortable with me spending every year on hunting stuff and i get to use that kind of as i see fit okay so i realized i started us off on a weird foot because like it you know while that's a good way to kind of have a chunk of money, I don't know that it's a good way to help people get into hunting when they're looking at getting to getting gear together right now. That might be good for next season when they're looking to upgrade gear or I guess you got a couple months before hunting season starts. But so what do you guys have as an idea for helping people get into into hunting without spending a bunch of money? Well, my first tip would be close the magazines and turn the TV off. And what I mean by that is don't get fooled into thinking that you need to keep up with the Joneses to be in the woods. Um, You don't need the latest and greatest clothing, bow, gun, tree stand, etc. If it's a map, of getting into the woods or not there is much 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 cheaper ways to do that than what you see in outdoor life or name any other hunting magazine or on you know the sportsman's channel um those guys you see on there are sponsored and i'd venture to guess don't pay for their stuff um you know what i mean so 
that would be my first thing would be get that out of your mind. You do not need to spend thousands of dollars on name brand gear just to get in the woods. I like that because it is easy to get caught up in any of the, the hunting media, right? The, you know, they've got the high dollar bow, the high dollar camo and some of that camo, while it's nice, it is, it's a lot of money. I mean, you can spend a thousand dollars on camo for a season and you know that's cost prohibitive for most people if you're trying to outfit yourself to hunt from early season when it's can be kind of warm all the way through late season in one of these high dollar name brand camos that's expensive so i like the idea of you know you don't need the name brand stuff you can go generic you can I guess that leads me into one of my other things is buy used. You can buy <coughs> you can buy the high dollar stuff a lot of times for the price of new sort of no name stuff and aside from that like a lot of times you can find people are selling like a whole stash of camo and there's all different kinds of stuff in there and it's super cheap, you know, like 30 bucks. And here's a, you know, it's everything you got, you got or everything you need. You know, there's a coat, there's some pants, there's some insulating layers. Like they just want it out of their closet. They don't use it anymore. Or right. get rid of it. So yeah, I mean, buy I've, used. Yeah. I've seen that like on the Facebook marketplace, for example, I've seen that where someone posts just like a lot of hunting stuff, you know, they're, whoever their dad passed away they don't hunt they're going through his stuff it's like here's all this hunting stuff i have no use for it they don't even know the value of it right they just like you said they just put whatever 30 bucks 50 bucks on it and you could be sitting on 500 plus dollars of gear easy you know if you're just willing to look around a little bit you know and i mean camo is camo is camo right you know what I mean? I, camo really hasn't changed that much in the last 30 years. I mean, yes, there's different patterns. There's this, there's that. But does that really make or break the difference of getting in the woods or sitting on your couch? Yeah. Probably, probably not. Yeah. And I would say in today's day and age, like, it's never been easier to buy used stuff, right? You, you Like you mentioned, you got Facebook Marketplace. That's a great place to find used gear any of the other you know craigslist the let go app offer up like those are all great places to find used stuff yard sales i mean it used to be yard sales or somebody you knew was getting rid of something or maybe a local sporting goods shop was going out of business and they were having a closeout sale or something like that those are your only options now you just get on your phone, get on the internet and start searching and you can find stuff pretty quick, pretty easy. So I really, really encourage people to buy used. I know Jeff, you've bought, you like to do some yard sailing in your, in your spare time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've bought a couple of guns. I've bought knives. I've bought hats. I bought a trail camera. I've bought a lot of stuff from yard sales and a lot of it's either 
you know, old people who have no use for it anymore. You know, the guns and stuff. They're kind of cleaning out the house. Or it's people who maybe bought it because they thought they were going to get in the hunting. Or I think the trail camera I bought off someone who wanted to know what was getting into their house. You know, there was something was weaseling their way in their house. So they set a trail camera up on it. Once they figured it out, they had no use for the trail camera anymore. So I I got it for next to nothing. I don't know, 10 bucks. I bought a trail camera in a similar situation. This guy bought it. He was wanting to use it. I guess he lived in kind of a rough part of town and he was wanting to use it kind of as a security camera. That way, if somebody was coming onto his property or was, or, you know, ended up breaking into his house or something, he was hoping he would have pictures of them. And I guess it didn't work out quite like he thought it was going to or something. And at that point had no use for it. And so, yeah, I was, it was a Moultrie camera. I think I gave the guy 25, 30 bucks or something, you know, and he was happy as could be. So it's a good way to get stuff. And, and we're talking about trail cameras, but again, don't get hung up on trail cameras. You don't need a trail camera to go hunting. You need to go find a spot where deer are frequenting trails, droppings, that kind of, you know, find a place that has deer sign and go hunt. Just because you're not getting pictures of them, you don't have a trail camera, doesn't mean you can't go hunt, so. Right, right. So I guess along the um, buy used stuff, one way that you can afford to buy hunting gear is sell some of your stuff. Now, I'm not talking about sell your hunting stuff, but... But people in America, we love stuff, right? So I would venture to guess there's somebody listening right now that has a garage chocked full of stuff that they can't even pull their car in. Sell some of that stuff, man. You're not If it's clear in the back of your garage, you're not using it. So sell it. Sell it, you know, go through your garage, go through your barn or your shed or your basement. I guarantee there's something in there that you can sell to sort of free up some cash to then buy stuff to go hunting. I sort of personal testimony here. There was a bow 10 point just had a bow that went on super sale. And I was like, man, you know, my bow's old. I've been kind of in the market for a bow. And I was really kind of liking the idea of this, but you know, I wasn't really planning on buying a bow at the moment. And I thought, you know, my wife's like, well, what, what can we sell? And so I started going through some stuff. I got, um, I used to have a motorcycle, so I still have motorcycle jackets and things and helmets and stuff like that. And so I was like, well, if I, you know, all these things totaled up together, once, if, if I sell them and, and get what I think I can get out of them, that'll sort of recoup the cost of this bow. So we just pulled the money out of our savings account and, then I'm I'm working on selling these things to recoup that money. So sell some stuff. That that's my one of my other good tips. So what do you guys got? You got another one? Well, the thing that I kind of the channel I kind of wanted to go down was uh, 
if you're looking to just get in hunting in general, you know, maybe test the waters with small game. Don't just jump straight into deer hunting or turkey hunting. You know, maybe test the waters with small game, rabbit hunting, squirrel hunting, um, and see if you like that. Because um, I see a lot of stuff for sale on Facebook, basically, and Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist and whatever, where it's people who basically just dove all in, like, oh, I want to go out and shoot a big buck. So they buy, you know, a high-end bow and top-of-the-line camo and, you know, a summit tree stand and go out and don't hey man, see you got anything. a problem with summit? No, just summit's <laughs> expensive. <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, they just buy all this high-end stuff and then they realize that they don't like it or they're not very successful and then they're all they're selling all that for half price yeah they went out the first season and realized it's harder than it looks on tv yeah yeah (laughs) and another thing along that lines if you do want to jump straight into deer hunting you don't really need the high-end stuff yeah you don't need to go out and buy you know uh 4570, you know, a Henry 4570 or a Marlin, you know, 4570 and put a $300 scope on it. You know, a uh, single shot 12 gauge or 20 gauge that you can pick up for 150 bucks and get a box of rifled slugs is probably all you're really going to need. Yep. Um, just to kind of test the waters. Um, and if you're really just, you know, kind of jumping in to hunting with no experience and nowhere to hunt, like other than public land, I would recommend going out and buying a cheap crossbow. Um, you know, probably, what is it, the Barnett Jackal? It's like super, super low end. Everyone makes fun of it. But that bow has probably killed more deer than any other bow model that's ever been created, you know, because everybody has had one at one point kind of to, you know, test the crossbow market. Um, right. It's almost too cheap not to buy one. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, you can get the starter package for, you know, 150 bucks or something. And then if you're bow hunting, you you have the woods to yourself more often and it kind of increases your odds because you can spend more time you know you can be more of a fair weather hunter you know whenever the weather's nice you can be out where gun hunting no matter what the weather is you got to be out there kind of because you only get what nine days i guess right with the seven day deer season plus the two-day bonus gun season. Yeah. And then muzzle loader that would require a completely different gun for. So, yeah. Well, here, here's a savings tip. You can use a muzzle loader during any season. So if you really wanted to, you could get a muzzle loader instead of a... Good point. 
And you could use a muzzleloader during the firearm, the extended gun, and muzzleloader. You could get a couple more days in the woods for cheaper. Yeah, not during bow season. You said any season. Well, so I apologize. Just, any firearm season. Let's yeah, clarify yeah. that. Yeah. You certainly can't use a muzzleloader during bow season. Yeah. Um, and also, just disclaimer, we didn't do this up front. Not that we have any problem with high-end expensive gear. It has a place. It's great if you can afford it. We're just focusing this on getting in on a budget. So I'm not anti-summit tree stands, anti-you know first light ten, or whatever ten gear. Point ten crossbows. point crossbows. Right. We're all about it. Yeah. We love good gear. We you know between the three of us, we probably have a piece or two of all the big name stuff. But um, you know what I mean. It's I just want to be clear that we're not anti brand name stuff by any means. Yeah. And I don't think that, I mean, I don't think that's what we're implying. We've worked our way up to that, right? We started with hand-me-down stuff from dad, you know, he sort of pieced together stuff that he had left over and was a little too big for us. And I mean, I remember here, this is, this will be good for you. I remember as a kid going out and I think dad gave me a pair of either just like leather work gloves or, or those like cotton jersey gloves or something. And basically, you know, like, I guess the cotton ones are a little insulated, but once they get wet, you sweat or anything, my hands froze. And so then I spent, you know, the next season and the season after that, like figuring out what do I need to buy to keep my hands warm, right? And so I think that's kind of the, the premise here. Let's get you started let's get you started on a budget so that it's not like, Oh, I need $3,000 to go buy everything. Like a couple hundred bucks. Like Jeff said, you know, one of those single shot shotguns, great way to get into it because that can get you in the squirrel woods and in the deer woods. And honestly, you know, I really like that you mentioned starting off with small game squirrels or something, because you probably already have most of what you need. If you don't have a firearm, you need, firearm but aside from that like a warm jacket and some gloves i guess like you don't need much to get into small game there's things that you can get that'll make it easier that make it more comfortable or whatever but i mean i hunted in a pair of camo squirrel hunted in a pair of camo jeans and a brown carhartt this fall with a 22 you know it's like that stuff I already had. I guess the camo jeans were, you know, I had for deer hunting, but you could have just worn regular jeans, blue jeans. Right. Right. Yeah. And being a good squirrel hunter, you know, relates to being a good deer hunter. You know, if you can learn how to squirrel hunt effectively, it, it really helps with deer hunting skills. Yeah, I would agree. That's, I mean, anymore it seems like people want to jump right into deer hunting but i really like the idea of especially if you're just getting into it starting off with squirrels or some kind of small game because there's a much lower barrier to entry it's much cheaper to get into and it's it's a good there's a lot of transferable skills to then move up into something like deer hunting so what else do you guys got? Anything? 
I guess the other thing I had was um, assuming you have a buddy or mentor, you can borrow. I mean, most people that are into hunting, you know, neck deep in deer hunting, at least I'm speaking from personal experience, I've got more clothes than I could ever wear for a deer season. So if somebody, you know, a buddy of mine wanted to get into hunting, I certainly, as long as we're relatively the same size, I could loan him every piece of gear he would need basically to get in the woods. Right. You know, I got multiple pairs of pants, multiple jackets, multiple firearms you can use to hunt deer. (laughs) You know, it's so... You don't necessarily, if you know somebody or you have a mentor or someone you know that deer hunts, chances are they can, if not fully outfit you, at least give you some pieces to work towards getting you in the woods. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that because, like you said, the biggest expense is going to be a firearm or a bow. And a lot of times, you know, somebody has what they used to hunt with and they've since upgraded to a forty-five seventy or something like that. So they've got an old 12 gauge laying around that you could use. Or, I mean, I know dad has lent firearms to, I don't want to say countless people, but more than one person that didn't have something or, you know, needed a, a, a gun to go hunting. And yeah, I got an extra one, you know? And so that's a great way to do it for no money, right? I mean, borrow their stuff and try it out. And then from there, you can start looking into some of these other things that we talked about, about getting into it on the cheap, right? Sell some stuff to free up some cash, buy used stuff, don't get into the name brand stuff. So that's a, those are all really good ideas, I would say, on how to get into it on the cheap. So... If we don't have anything else, I'm trying to think. There's got to be something else, some other hot tips. Well, just that you don't need, you know, you really don't need much, you know, to be a successful hunter. You know, really, you just need, you know, if you're going to go out gun hunting for deer, you need your blaze orange, a gun, some ammo, a tat, you know, a license, and you know, that's really the basics. You don't need a tree stand. You don't need, you know, I was right. probably 20 years old before I ever hunted out of a tree stand. That's a good point. That, I'm glad you brought that up because I thought about that earlier when we were talking about tree stands, that you don't need a tree stand. And I forgot to mention it. So I'm glad you brought that up. And like that, like you said, that list, like a lot of that you may already have from a, from a clothing, you know, if you do anything outside in the wintertime, you may already have stuff that you need to go out and hunt the blaze orange you probably have to buy. And, you know, while you technically only need a vest, I always, you know, recommend more than that. At least, you know, at least add an orange hat or something. Cause the more orange, the better, but, um, you don't, like you said, you don't need a lot. If you've got a Carhartt jacket and some, you know, some long johns or something, you probably got what you need to at least go out and sit on the ground or, you know, post up on a tree and do some deer hunting. And you certainly have what you need to to get out and uh, do some squirrel hunting. So that's typically more mobile. It, you know, 
staying warm is less of an issue, right? Whereas deer hunting, you know, you, it's pretty stationary. You can't be moving around a lot. So keeping warm is a bigger struggle, I guess. That's why I say, you know, you probably already have, you certainly already have something to keep you warm enough to go squirrel hunting. Yeah. Another hot tip for a newbie deer hunter, someone who's just getting into deer hunting, especially gun season, is uh, no white. Don't wear white. Uh, Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people out there who aren't the safest of hunters, and they're called white-tailed deer for a reason. Yep. That's a good tip. All right, so anything else that you can think of to get into hunting on a budget if you want a blind you can build your own blind right you can just sort of brush in an area build a blind so you don't need to buy a blind that would be free you need a firearm like we said you can either borrow or buy something used or buy one of the or buy a used single shot 20 gauge or something that i mean you might be able to find that for under 100 bucks um your gear you like clothing like I said, if you if you do anything outside in the winter months, you may already have what you need. You know, you probably don't want some kind of swishy ski jacket or something, but um, you know, a Carhartt or or something just to get you out and keep you warm for a couple hours outside. Boots, which uh, you know, you, again, you don't need big thousand gram boots. You know, you can do a lot with a good pair of socks. So if you've already got a pair of boots, maybe it's uninsulated. You can certainly hunt early season with uninsulated boots and heavy socks or something like that. What am I forgetting? Your license is your license. Right. Uh, Licenses, licenses and tags are kind of a non-negotiable. They are what they are, but we're kind of lucky here in Ohio. We have pretty low. Yeah. Oh, and a place to hunt. You don't, you don't need a lease. We've got public land. And we talked about small game hunting. It's much easier to get permission to, hey, can I come on your place and and chase some squirrels than it is to get on somebody's property to hunt deer. I, you know, I've, I find it far easier to get squirrel hunting permission than, than deer hunting permission. So that's another thing that squirrel hunting is a good place to start and, you know, cheap. Free if you can find somebody that'll let you on for free or public land. Any tips? So we talked about the new hunters. We kind of started off, I kind of screwed us up and started off with, you know, maybe something for somebody that's already hunting. Do you guys have any tips? Did you write anything down for if you're looking to upgrade gear or sort of, you know, you were cold last year and so you want to upgrade your clothing or your feet got cold so you want to upgrade your boots or you're looking at you know, maybe a nicer shotgun or, you know, one of the straight walled, any tips on how to do that more cheaply than just going to the store and paying full retail shop, the end of season clearance sales good for next season. When, when a season ends shop, the clearance sale, because you know, the stores are getting rid of that stuff. Shop that clearance sale and be prepared for next season. If you are cold, you know, if your hands are cold during deer season this year, when deer season ends, go to Walmart and shop the clearance. Because you can probably find a pair of gloves, 
prefer next to nothing. And I think a lot of what we already talked about applies to this scenario as well, right? You can sell stuff. I'm sure you've got something in your garage or basement that is worth something that you can sell and free up cash to buy stuff to, to upgrade. You can buy used, just move up the ladder instead of buying the cheapest stuff you can find used. You can move up to, you know, that middle tier or even that high end tier and buy it, but buy it used instead of paying full retail. And like I mentioned early, just start setting, you know, out of every check or, or every month, set aside a chunk of money so that when it comes time to buy that new bow or, or whatever, you've got a chunk of money there set aside to pay for that instead of like, Oh, deer season's next month. I need a new bow. My, my bow last year blew up on me or whatever. Now I've got to come up with, you know, however many hundreds, hundreds of dollars to buy the bow that you want. Chunk that money aside every month, every week, every pay or whatever. And then it's there when you, when you're ready to buy. Anything else? Any other tips? Uh, I mean, it just kind of goes back to what I started with is don't, I mean, if you want to improve your stuff, that's fine, but don't fall victim to the advertising. Um, and what I mean by that is you can get some really nice, gently used bows or gear and benefit off someone else falling victim to the advertising. You know, they, someone has a two or three year old bow and then all of a sudden Matthews or name any other brand name, you know, high end bow comes out and, oh, we have new cams and they make the world a difference or whatever. They're selling their gently used two-year-old bow that really is no different than the brand new bow when you actually look at it. Right. For super, super, super cheap. You know, just because they want to get, you know, they got to buy the new one and they need the money. So they need to offload it so they can buy a new one. Um, Then the other tip I have is whatever you're upgrading kind of goes with what you said, Jason. Sell what you currently have. So... If your hands are cold and you want new gloves, you can sell your old ones because you're going to be buying new ones. Yep. Or if, you know, you want to upgrade your firearm. I mean, I don't like to sell firearms. I like to collect firearms. But if you can't afford a new one without getting rid of your old one, sell it. Yep. That'll make up a bulk of a pretty good chunk of probably what it's going to take, you know, to buy the new one. Yeah. And I'm doing that this year. Like I said, I, I, I bought a new bow and so I'm going to be selling my old bow to offset some of that cost and I'm wanting to upgrade my binoculars this year and so I'm going to sell because, uh, you know, once I have new binoculars, I got no need for my old binoculars so I'm going to sell that that old pair to, again, it's not going to cover the cost of it but it'll offset the cost of it. One thing that I, that, uh, I thought of while you were talking is another tip is sort of get in good with if you can if you have a local sort of small gun shop or, or archery shop or something get in with those guys sort of get familiar with them you know kind of get on a first name basis with them and say hey you know here's what I'm looking for if somebody brings one in on a on a trade or something for something new can you give me a call and you know kind of give me first dibs on something you know especially if you're not looking for something super fancy that they're going to turn around and make a pretty hefty profit on, you know, if you're willing to have, you know, the 
five-year-old bow or something and somebody brings it in and they, you know, they're going to sell it. But, you know, if they can call you first, that would be another way to maybe get something for a little cheaper that, you know, that way they don't have to spend the time to inventory it and, and price it. And, you know, right. They've got you on speed dial basically saying, I want to buy that bow. Yeah. Those guys really like having a guaranteed sale of something before they ever even buy it. Right. So that's another hot tip, if you will. So, all right. Well, hopefully, if you guys so, don't have anything else. I got one more hot one tip. One more. All right. Um, this is for new hunters. Um, this year, the ODNR has new controlled hunts that are mentored hunts. And they are for only for people who have never harvested a deer. Oh, really? So, the application numbers will probably be pretty low, so your odds of getting drawn for one of those hunts will probably be pretty high. And I, the success rates, because I'm pretty sure they're at areas that are very exclusive. Um, they they don't draw many people at um, in years past. I think in years past, both these areas used to be youth hunts, and they were only drawing like one or two or five people to hunt the areas so your odds of success at those hunts are probably pretty high if you are drawn now you said they're mentored hunts is the odnr providing a mentor or do you need a mentor to go with you you need a mentor to go with you i believe okay but i believe they the odnr is a little behind on releasing the the pamphlet for the controlled hunts that has all the details but i believe these controlled hunts the mentored ones the mentor can hunt as well so okay i think it would be pretty easy to find a mentor to uh you know go hunt a property with you that very few people have access to right so jeff are you volunteering for our listeners you're going to be their mentor sure sounds like a plan yeah that's what i'm saying so, all right. Hit me up. Yeah. Well, hopefully this has been helpful for for somebody out there, and hopefully maybe it, maybe it gave you some ideas on how to upgrade your equipment if you're looking to do that but can't figure out how to afford it or, you know, you want the new shiny stuff and maybe there was something in there that uh, kind of sparked an idea for you that uh, will help you afford some of that stuff. So, without... Uh, too much more rambling just want to thank everybody for listening make sure you're subscribing to the podcast when you listen that way you get automatically notified of new episodes and then you can listen and never miss an episode the other thing that i'd ask you to do is uh just chat with us on social we're always posting stuff and you know information new hunt opportunities questions that kind of stuff on social and Send us a question, send us a topic idea, respond to any of our posts. We like chatting with you guys. And one other thing, check out our shirts. There'll be a link in the show notes for this. I'm actually working on some new shirt designs. I was working on some today, so hopefully here before too long, we'll have some new shirt designs for you guys to check out. And like I said, there'll be a a link for that in the show notes. So uh, I think that's it. Thanks, guys. I think this is a good conversation. And thanks, everybody, for listening. Mm-hmm.